Hello everyone, welcome to this global GEG broadcast. We'll be making a start shortly, and while we're waiting for everyone to arrive, why not head into the chat, let us know who you are, where you're from, your Twitter handle, and if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer during the course of this evening, let us know there as well. Also, if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button to make sure you stay up to date with all of the events being organised by us at Global GEG. We'll be making a start really soon. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome everyone. We have such a great session lined up today on Edpuzzle and we're joined here today. So myself and Patrick are in the background and we're joined by Becky Calling and Jess Jacobs, who is going to lead us through a session on Edpuzzle. Um, so just before we get started, to remind you, make sure you say hi in the chat, add your Twitter handle, um, and also tell us where you're from. So I think on that note, on behalf of the Global GEG, we're going to let you two take it away for us. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, Rachel and Patrick, for uh, taking care of everything in the background. My name is Becky Calling. I, um, let's see, Jess, do you want to switch over your screen to, there we go. Um, my name is Becky Calling. I am one of the leaders, the co-leader of GEG SoCal. I'm also one of the global GEG leaders, and I am in Southern California teaching. I'm an instructional coach up in Newhall, California. And we also have the wonderful Jess with me. Hi, everyone. I'm Jess Jacobs. I am also from Southern California, and I currently work in a charter school in East LA, and I'm making the big move to middle school this year. And I'm also the demonstration teacher uh, for technology at my school. So we're really excited to have you with us. And Jess has been using Edpuzzle since 2013, like since it its conception and yeah, you've gotten to work very closely with the makers of Edpuzzle. So uh, she really does have a wealth of knowledge around how to use it, how to get your students to use it, take ownership of their learning and um, just lead your lesson with Edpuzzle. I, on the other hand, am not the expert. I've been using it uh, over the past year. So I'm going to more or less be just following along with the chat and jumping in to share a few tidbits, but really just following along with the chat. So as you have questions, throw them in the chat and I'll be sure that Jess sees or hears your questions. All right, so let's dive in. So we are here to talk about technology integration and also to focus on one of my favorite websites uh, for Edpuzzle. So what is Edpuzzle? Edpuzzle is a video platform that allows you to boost engagement by students learning through videos. And as the teacher, 
you can collect a lot of data and interact with the videos. So, oh, my kid watched this video five times. I wonder why. Maybe we'll have a quick conversation. Like that's the type of data you get and it's completely free. So it's not something you have to pay. So we're going to watch a quick video on why. Amazing video lessons in Ed Puzzle is your missing piece. In Ed Puzzle, you can find wonderful educational videos from YouTube, Learnzillion, Khan Academy, Vimeo, or even reuse video lessons from other teachers or upload your own. Then you can make the perfect lesson using Ed Puzzle editing tool. You can trim a video and take only what you need for your lesson. You can also record your voice to make a warm introduction or explain with your own words. Finally, you can embed questions during the video to check the understanding of your students. In minutes, you created the perfect lesson, and in just one click, you can assign it to your students. Edpuzzle provides you all the information you need. Who hasn't watched the video? Who doesn't understand the lesson? And who did a good job? Remember, in Edpuzzle, you can find amazing educational videos. Make the perfect lesson in minutes and track your students with hassle-free analytics. In Edpuzzle, you can make any video your lesson. So that's just a quick overview of Edpuzzle from the creator. And just so you know why I love Edpuzzle, it's really wicked easy to use. They have a gradebook feature that you can easily see all of your kids' grades. It's really great for parent-teacher conferences when you're showing reading grades or if you incorporate this into other subjects. It's very interactive and my kids love using it because they're just simply watching a video. And the kids can't skip through the videos. If they try to go to a different tab, the video stops. If they try to move the cursor, the video stops. So it's just really cool in that sense. And another reason why I like it so much is because of the customer service. So I've been using this since 2013. Um, I actually met the creator in a Google conference. He actually like Skyped in with us to get asked, you know, answer any questions and such. So their customer service is absolutely amazing. And they were one of the first platforms to open up and offer everything for free and to up their servers when it got overcrowded during our first distance learning in March. So I just love that they're, they're there for us as teachers. Perfect. And you can't see in the chat, but I asked how many people in here have been using Edpuzzle. And if you haven't answered yet, shout out if you currently use it, if you use it quite a bit. We've got quite a few people in here who have looked into it, but haven't actually started using it. So hopefully today we can give that that little extra spark to begin using this year. Awesome. Well, I'm going to have Becky be the student so you can see what your students are going to see. I think this is really important for teachers to really know what exactly our students are going to see and what it's going to look like. So Becky's going to be my student and just watch and demo a quick video. Perfect. And let me make my screen just a little smaller, not that much smaller. Let's go like normal human size. There we go. All right. So Jess, walk me through it as you would walk your students through this. All right. So you are going to go to edpuzzle.com and you're going to click sign up. You want to make sure you sign up as a student and you want them to create their own Edpuzzle account and use the code below. So this is a great uh, lesson that I do with my students on username and password. 
because I get to see their username and password. So you got to make sure that it's hard enough where nobody else knows, but it's also appropriate for your teacher to see. Then fill in the appropriate information. Give me, give me the code really quickly and we'll yeah. put the code in the chat so you all can follow along too if you want to open up in another tab. It's U-R-U-D-A-D-O. All right, so I see on here that um, I'm going to join Miss Jacob's class and let's join. It's thinking, it says it found it, but I'm a step away. There we go. All right, I'm in your class. All right, so I just downloaded a very quick video. I think it's less than a minute. Uh, just so you guys can see what it is. It's my favorite book, Gucci Gucci from Storyline Online. All right. You want me to click on that, right? Yes, please. Okay, so you mentioned something too um, about students, if they pause or go to a different tab, it's gonna stop the video. Do you see that on your end too? Uh, sorry, I see how many times you had to rewatch it. So if it stops it for you and then starts again, I wouldn't see that, but if you keep hitting the rewind button, that's what I get to see. Okay. Do you want me to play through this video? Or? Um, no, as long as I saw that, that's okay. We can move on. Okay, cool. Then let's put your screen back up. So another great thing, and as a middle school teacher, it's really important to have your students take ownership of their digital learning. So Edpuzzle has all these fabulous uh, student certificates where they can go and they can earn their own badges, which that's something the kids absolutely love. If you are upper elementary, I would just watch through the videos. Some of them can be a little bit mature for our fourth and fifth graders, but they're awesome for middle school. So I've signed the digital citizenship every single year to my students and they love taking it and finishing their course and then showing off their badges. So it's a really great feature Edpuzzle has. So now I'm gonna log in and show you what it looks like for the teacher side. Now you all have the link to the PowerPoint. So when you're going back and creating your lesson, I wanna let you know that I've added slides here that I'm not going to show that talk about all the different features, but I figured I will log in and show you what it looks like from the teacher side. So this is Edpuzzle. This is what you would see as a teacher. And there's a few things that you want to locate. So my content, which is right here, is all the videos that you can uh, use and that you can take. So right now I'm in home. If I go to my content, these are all the videos that I've been making and using. So you see all of them are saved here. And then when you log in as your school, it's important for other teachers to log in at the same school because you can use the videos that your other teachers have created and you get to copy it into your thing. So this is what I used when I taught kinder and first grade. I had my first grade co-partner make all the first grade videos and then I made all the kindergarten videos and then we just shared. So there was no doing things double. So my favorite things though, if you're looking for a video, which is what we're gonna do, is to search for these popular channels. I, don't, I love to make my life a little bit easier. So I pick Edpuzzle because the videos are already made. So one tip is if you see this little symbol after the number, it means it already contains the questions. Now I'm letting you all know, preview the questions. 
I made that mistake once. I think I looked at like 90% of them. They were all good. I assigned the video. Well, a teacher used incorrect grammar and my students decided to point it out. And I couldn't say, well, I copied the video from another teacher. That wouldn't be appropriate. So I had to take credit for all the bad grammar. So look through the questions. So you type in what you want to look at. So I'm going to do inferencing. I'm going to search and then I can see all these different videos. So I love enemy pie, but I'm looking for a story that's already has questions in it. This one has 22 questions. So does this one. So you can scroll down and pick your video. So I'm going to pick this video. And I want to show you some of the cool symbols that you get to do. So you can preview this right away. And if you like it, you want to click down here and click edit, and then you can make it your own. So here are all the questions that are already there. I can edit them, delete them if I don't want, but here's some cool features. Say I'm teaching a lesson and I don't want this long video. I can cut it. I can shorten this video. I can shorten this video. And therefore, it's saying, do you want to delete this part of the video? Do you not want to? So you can say no or yes. This is great for math lessons when I just want to teach one way to find equivalent fractions, I can cut all the other ways out. So the cut is a really great feature. Voiceover, this is for my dual language teachers. Say the video is in English, but you are teaching Mandarin or Spanish. Voiceover takes off the whole entire recording and you can put your own words and thoughts into it. It's really great for that dual language or if you like the work that the video did, but you want to teach it differently, there's voiceover as well. Questions is my favorite. You can do multiple choice questions, you can do open-ended, and you can make a note. I love doing the notes, excuse me, just to give them a little bit more information. Please pay attention, the story is a very important historical story, just whatever extra information you wanna give. So, I'm gonna click through the questions. So, what is the main man's job? So this is what the question is. If I wanted to edit it, I click edit, and this is where the main question is. And you have all of these symbols to do. So if you have an EL student or a, um, a younger student, you can add pictures. So the, you can take away that reading aspect. I, when I taught K1, I loved reading the question first and then doing a lot of pictures. Any math teachers, they have the equation editor as well. Um, so it's really great. So say I wanna take this video. So say I liked all the questions, they were appropriate, grammar was good, I'm not gonna get in trouble for my students. I would click the finish button right here. And it makes you look through it one more time and preview it. If I think this is good, I can click assign. And they added closed captioning last year. I always turn this on because I think it's really great in case your headphones kick out or something. And then here's the button, never turn this off. Otherwise your kids will be able to skip. And then this is great. So you can have multiple classes. I've had um, the middle school teachers have reading block one or reading block two. Do I wanna assign it to both or do I want it to assign it to just one? And Edpuzzle also added a really cool feature. You can assign it to all of your students or individual students. And then if you have Google Classroom, you can push it straight to Google Classroom. My school does not use it, so I do not do that. 
but it's really easy and great to sign in and to see all the cool things. All right, I'm gonna go back to my presentation okay. unless you have any questions. Yeah, before you go on, first off, I don't know how I've been missing out on the voiceover for this long uh, because I actually legit was just texting my team and I was like, okay, we, we've got voiceovers now. Uh, this is a huge feature for us and it's something I've never played with in Edpuzzle. And like I said, I've only been playing with Edpuzzle for about the past year, but I've focused more on the questions and DOK type of level type questions that I could put in there. But the fact that we can actually make videos in English um, and do a full voiceover in Spanish is huge and saves so much time. And again, I'm just excited because this was a feature I've never actually played with. Um, we do have a question though. Sorry, that was my excitement there. Uh, and I'm sure it's gonna keep coming because I learn from you every time I'm on a call with you. How can you change your school? So say you have a school account and you've now switched schools this year. How do you do that? Um, you go into your account, so you go to your name, and then you go down to your school, and you just change your school. You only can change it once per year, unless you just email them and let them know. But it's really easy to change your school and to find your school. Awesome, and they're pretty responsive when you email them, or should you expect quite a bit? Oh, no, definitely. They're very active on Twitter, if you want to use Twitter, or email them. The customer service is absolutely amazing. So cool. Yeah, I'm seeing that a lot of love for um, for this also connecting straight into Classroom, to Google Classroom. So absolutely, that, that's a huge, huge bonus right there. Mm -hmm. Well, there's more fun features. That was just the beginning <laughs> of the fun features. <laughs> Perfect. Keep it up. All right. So I'm just oh, I'm going to skip through all of those symbols because you all can look back at them. And this is how you register. Oh, come on, computer. Uh, this is how you register as a teacher, too. I left this up here so you can go back and reference it. Um, I always love to sign in with Google. It makes my life so much easier. If I have any kinder or first grade teachers, I just want to let you know that they have something called an open classroom. So it's much more easier for your younger students to sign in. You just don't necessarily have all the same features, like Gradebook, which I'm going to talk about soon. But there is a way to make it an easier sign-in for our younger students. Does it work with Clever? I don't know. I have a slide at the end which talks about all the different integration platforms. Okay, so, we're getting Clever next week. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yay. That's awesome. Well, I wanted to talk about how to grade the written responses because you don't, well, there's, Quite a few things. One, you could grade them all right away, give them all 100%. Or you can develop with your students a certain way to grade them, and then you can do that. So what you do is you find an assignment you want to grade, which I'm going to use my tech cohort group. So I'm going to go to my grade book. And we have not used this in quite a few years, so I'm going to go back to when I trained my staff on this. So I'm going to here, I'm going to go down to save. There we go. So I love Gradebook for multiple reasons. So these are all the people I trained at another tech. I decided to use this and not my students' names. So one cool feature is, you see this three little lines right here? That means I need to grade that assignment. 
If you see the ones that I've already graded, you can see them here. Edpuzzle color codes it so you know right away without looking what they need to do. So you can grade these assignments one of two ways. You can go to Gradebook and look for the three lines to grade and click them and it'll take you straight to that student's page. And here's what I was talking about the data. So this person spent two, time, two minutes watching the video, turned it in on time. They got four out of six questions right. Look at all this data I get. So this was the correct one, this was the correct one. Oop, this is where they messed up on. And this is how many times they saw the video. So if I have a student watching the same part of the video over and over again, that means I have to have a conversation with that student. So you can do it that way, or you can go to my classes, and I'm gonna go to, I have my tech cohort. So on the left, these are all the different classes you can create if you have more than one class. So here it says I have 11 answers to grade, and I only have 11 out of 41 turned in. Oh, my tech cohort did not turn in their assignments. So I'm gonna click this book, and it tells me how many I have to grade, and it quickly breaks down who did what, who still owes me. So I'm gonna click answers to grade. Now, not gonna lie, for some of the assignments during distance learning, I clicked this button, marked all unanswered correct. I figured during distance learning it was fine doing that. Normally I don't. Normally I created something with my students where we worked on our grading scale. So if they answered it without extra detail, they got a three, which is like 80 to 94 at my school. So I would literally put that information in. If they forgot capital letters or punctuation, we dropped it down to a two or a 70. This was created with my students, so they knew how I was grading it. So he was bigger and stronger. Oh, there's no capitalization, there's no punctuation. So I'm gonna give that about a 79. And then I'm gonna mark correct. If I wanna comment, hey, you forgot capitalization, I can do that as well. My computer doesn't wanna work that well, but that's okay. He was bigger and stronger. All right, I'm gonna give that 100%, I'm gonna check it. So here's where you can individualize the answers. And it's really, I think it's really cool and important to develop this grading system with your students so they know. What I did was I kind of made my screen bigger and blocked out all the names and we went through it and we like kind of faux graded it all together when I first started using Edpuzzle so my students knew how I was grading their answers. So that's a really great tip for you to use as well. All right, so, whoops. So I also kind of talked about Gradebook, but all your scores are in one place. It pushes to Gradebook. Uh, it pushes to Google Classroom, excuse me. So that's really easy. And this was not a free part of Edpuzzle until a few years ago. So us Edpuzzle coaches, coaches really pushed for this to be free. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And that is a huge component that it does push out the grades into Google Classroom. You're not having to grade in there and then go into Google Classroom and um, grade it a second time. So another fun feature, and I had a fun summer completing all of these, they have PD hours and badges for you as a teacher to earn. So they have one on integration to Google Classroom. They have one on digital citizenship. They have one on diversity and training. You can become an Edpuzzle coach like myself and you earn PD credit. And it's just a really great way to understand Edpuzzle from the backside as well. 
and to just to learn all about the awesome ways that you can use Edpuzzle even more. So it's a really great link if you're looking for some quick PD hours or if you just want to learn more about this awesome website. All right, one of my new favorite things about Edpuzzle is the student assigned projects. I love it because my students get to become the teacher and create their own videos. So what you do in order to do this student create project is you're in Edpuzzle and you go to content, you go to my content, and then you're going to click add content. So this is how if you want to upload your own video. So um, some of my administration made a, an orientation video for new teachers and uploaded it to Edpuzzle. You can do that here or you click student project. So you come up with a subject. I love using it in math class, especially for fractions. And if you see here, they kind of give you what you want to write about. So it says find a video that synthesizes the last lesson. So find a video that teaches adding fractions. And then you have to give it instructions. I like to specify exactly what questions I want them to use. So make sure you use voiceover, three multiple choice questions, and a short answer question. And then I'm going to save this project. And then my internet is really slow lately. It goes especially slow when you're uh, when you're live streaming. Okay, good to know. What just happened? I just lost that. Yeah, while you're typing that in, um, Patrick just put this in the in the chat, and he's spot on. It's great and important to give students the options to create, and that's a huge feature with Edpuzzle that it's not just you as the teacher creating videos or finding videos and pushing them out. Your students can actually create videos, add their questions, add that content themselves. So they're taking ownership of their learning while still meeting the, the learning targets in place for them. And what I love about this um, project is, oh, here it is down here. So I click the project that I want. And then I click assign so I can push it to my classroom. Um, I call my classroom Hamilton, it's my theme. And then you can choose your due date. Always choose a due date because otherwise it lands in like a different folder and some kids might not explore it. And then I don't have it, I can't see it. So always assign a due date. Now, what's so cool about this is once I assign it, it's gonna pop up on my student page and they get to explore all the videos that teachers get to explore and what I love about it is when they find a video they like, they get all their videos to figure it out. So they get a video on how to, how to add questions. They get a video on how to do voiceovers. So it's really easy and simple for your students to find. And then they have to submit it to you once you're done and then you get to grade it just like a normal Edpuzzle. Now with my students, I said, if you have, we're really working on our grammar and our math. So if you have correct grammar, I'm gonna assign it to the class. The reason why I do the voiceover is so they introduce themselves so the kids know who the videos that I assigned are for. So it's a really great way for students to create their own lessons and their own videos and then you can see if they're understanding the subject. 
my kids were obsessed with this and always asked for the student projects as opposed to the videos I made, which made my life easy. So I was all about it. Now we've got a question, Jess, before you go back. Um, can you confirm, and I'll pull it up on the screen for everyone, can you confirm whether or not all the features that you are sharing are available with the free version of Edpuzzle? I can. So those are all free um, things you can use. You might not have as much storage as I have because I've been here since the start, but a really easy tip to get other storage is if you click your name and you go to your thing and you go down to invite teachers. So you, this is my copy code. So I would copy the link and I would just send it to my teacher friends. Hey, sign up for Edpuzzle, it's really cool. You get more storage and I get more storage. So it's a really easy way to get more storage. And that's the only thing that um, some of my fellow teachers at my school, they don't get that I get. But there's a really easy way to get more storage. It's just to invite your fellow teacher friends. So are you using the free version or the paid version? I'm using, I, I'm technically using the paid version, but I don't have to pay because I was one of the original teachers. Okay, I was just curious. So yeah, share it out and share it out on social media and ask people to sign up to help give, like Jess was saying, give you more space and give them more space as well. Um, Twitter's a great resource for doing that. Yeah, and just email it out to your coworkers too. That's how I got my first, before they made Coaches Pro, that was one of the things I did. And that's what I tell everyone who comes to my Edpuzzle trainings. Here's your, here's where you find your referral code. Share it with everyone. So that's a really great way to get some extra features. But nope, the student-led projects, the finding all the videos, the voiceover, all that stuff stays no matter what. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, and during the first distance learning shutdown, they actually gave every, they actually upgraded everyone with their storage. You just had to activate a quick little link, and they were one of the first uh, websites that I know of that did that for everyone. Perfect. All right, so this is a really, really great feature. I've used it in upper elementary all the time, and I know my students are gonna be asking for it in middle school. Now, another cool thing that they created last year is called Live Mode. It's kind of like Kahoot, where you have your, your screen projected and all of that. What makes it so awesome is, once I activate Live Mode, and I'll show you how to do that in a second, your students, all they have to do is log in, and then boom, it takes them straight to Live Mode. So there's no extra clicking, there's no how do I get there, it just pushes it automatically. And they just integrated this for distance learning, so you can do this during distance learning as well, which I think is a really awesome thing. So to do this is you pick one of your videos that you want. So I'm gonna go to my content. Hopefully. While you're doing that for live mode, um, when students create their own videos while we're waiting for content, when they create their own, can they see each other's videos? Once I submit them and I um, show them, it's kind of on me to, it's on me to share it with the students. Okay, so if you don't share it, then they won't see, but you do have that feature to share with the other students. Yes. So you're the moderator. That's awesome. Yeah. 
All right, so I just assigned this to my class like I normally would. And if you go down here, this is where you see the go live. So if I click go live, are you sure you're ready to go live? So share your screen. We could do that on Zoom or Loom or whatever, or Google Meets. And then tell your students to log in. And then it will literally appear once they log in. And when they log in, so once I click go live, I'll have all my students pop up. So these are all my students and the names will become clear once they log in. And then you click start and you go through the same Edpuzzle video lesson that they would watch individually together as a class. And they, they're the only ones, no other students will see if they got the answer wrong, it's just on their screen. So it's a really great way to teach a lesson together while using Edpuzzle. And I'm so happy they integrated this into distance learning. No, it's a super cool feature, that go live feature. You can do it like if you're live with your students in a meet, you can push that go live button and it will uh, open that up. Does it prevent them from opening other tabs or are they still able to if they're going to uh, do some research? They're still able to open other tabs, but it kind of counts down. And um, just like Kahoot, I can click the I can um, have the question end. If I see some students are not paying attention and I want to like let them know, you can end the question sooner than the countdown as well. Cool. But could you could you do a live? So if a student created a video, would you be able to do take their video and assign that to the class as a live question? Yeah. So when the kids create their videos in the student project, it goes in this big folder, and then I can click each of those, um, and I can assign them. So I actually have a lot of. So I love folders in my content. Um, I actually have a lot of student created ones already because they were wicked good and I wanted, so these are all my kid created ones. And these are the ones that all my kids created and they did such an awesome job whenever this loads that I wanted to save them and use them. I swear there's videos. Oh, here we go. So these are all the videos that my students created and they were so good that I literally have saved them for other years and I plan on using them and the kid's name is right in the video. So my new students can see what my old students did. So it's really cool thing that you can always save the videos and yeah, go live. Awesome. Uh, a few more questions about go live. Um, can a teacher see a dashboard of submitted answers? So as students are submitting their answers, do you see that on your end or do you have to wait until the video's over to see how the students did? Oh my goodness, I can't remember. If it was during or after? Yeah, I can't remember if it was during or after. I would just walk around during that time, so I would I would visit, I mean, that was when I was in the classroom. Yeah, okay. So that's something we might have to play with, and I'll see if I can look up on my end and find out. And if anyone in here has played with the Go Live feature, throw that in the chat. Um, there was another one around the student videos. Uh, can student-made videos be exported to another platform? For instance, could students add a link to a Padlet uh, or do students get a shareable link after they've created their video? Um, so with the editing option, if they have a Padlet, they can add that link into one of their questions. They can do it that way. Um, I don't know if they get the link to share their video. I think it's just submitted to you to kind of keep it in that like safe haven folder. Mm -hmm. But I so these are all the things here. So I can edit, I can do all the same things that I want. I can edit their videos at the end too. I don't like to, but 
if they messed up, I can edit it afterwards too. Perfect. Um, and this might have been answered, it might not have. Can you do go live with an open class? Rachel, can you clarify your question a little bit since I know you're back here? And I, I don't think I know the answer to that one. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, um, like because in my board, we're not allowed to have students sign up for accounts. So the way I'm thinking about using it is uh, creating an open class because that's okay. We can use nicknames or just initials or things like that. So I'm just wondering if that Go Live feature is there for an open class. So for students who aren't tied to like a, a yeah. Gmail, you're not signing in with your Gmail, you're not signing in with your Google yeah. Classroom, they're gonna sign in with a code, like how I signed in as a student. Yeah. I really don't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, That's you okay. don't you know to I'll do a little bit of research and see what I can what I can dig up. Yeah, live mode was created last year and they, they have been adding extra features to it, that's why. So okay. before it was just you had to sign in and it was, so that's why I'm not sure. It's literally like a new feature. Okay, cool, thanks. All right, and then there was another question. Can you see the student responses somewhere after they've done it in Go Live? That would be the same as in the grade book. You're gonna be able to yeah. see all their responses. Yeah, go straight to the grade book once those videos are done. Awesome, all right. And do you use Canvas? Does, go, does uh, Flip, uh, Edpuzzle work with Canvas? I'm gonna go here. Um, and I can check too. Yes, they do. Perfect. Perfect. So Google Classroom, Canvas, Schoology, and Moodle was um, integration platforms, and they're always asking our um, Edpuzzle group what other platforms they want to integrate to. So if you have another platform that they haven't integrated to, you can just send them an email and let them know. And they Super they keep adding all these things up too. Yeah. No, I love the, I, I, I personally love the student uh, activities that the students can create their all. They can find, they can find videos and add their questions or they can create their own videos. They and, can find the videos. Okay, and, but could they create their own videos? So I'm like, sure yeah, create videos, yeah, create videos in Flipgrid, create videos in, uh, anywhere. Uh, so Castify also, it now integrates perfectly with Edpuzzle. So if you have the Screencastify extension, once you finish recording it and it pops up, one of the options is to send it straight to Edpuzzle. Which is a super cool tool. So uh, it's not just about finding an already created video. The students can do it themselves and take 100% ownership of their learning. I I'm so excited for that feature. And then the go live now that, I mean, at least for both of us in California, we're for sure starting virtually this year, but knowing that we can be on a meet with our students and we can see that engagement throughout, because that's always the question, are they actually paying attention or do they have a video game on another screen that they're looking at? And, and this way you can, you can actually follow along throughout similar to like Pear Deck um, and a few of those other features. So, really cool feature that's been added. Absolutely. And some other cool things as well is, like I said, the Screencastify. 
that streams straight into Edpuzzle. Make sure you turn on those closed captions and then just that referral code, make sure you use that so you get more storage every single time a teacher signs up. And then make sure all of your, uh, your, your staff members, they all sign up for the same school so you can share videos that way. They also added a new feature where if you wanna make your videos private so you don't wanna share them, you can now do that too. That's actually something they recently added, I believe last week. Oh, so you can have videos. There are instances where you might create a video that you don't want your whole school to see. Yep. Or that Edpuzzle community of where you can find videos. If you want to keep that just for yourself, that's an option now too. Which would make sense, especially if you're using a student created project and you're going to then share out that student created project and it has a student name attached to it. You don't want that going out for anyone to use. That, yeah. That's really neat that you can... Hide yeah, your video. Really receptive to hearing improvements, and this didn't work. Uh, their servers, their servers were overwhelmed when distance learning started. So they emailed everyone. They posted all over social media. Give us a couple of hours. We're coming back strong, and there was never any issues afterwards. So they're really good on customer service. And if you have any questions, you may you can email them, and they're really responsive. It's awesome. There's a question around improvements. Would you go back one slide? Um, when Do we know when Screencastify will be integrated? Oh, it's already integrated. I know, I just wanted to give you the excitement of sharing that, oh. that big news. <laughs> I think that was one of my like favorite new tweets that I saw when Edpuzzle posted it. That's it. It's really nice, especially because Screencastify, you can get uh, the free version of five minute videos and really videos for students should be between two to six minutes. After six minutes, you're going to lose interest. So if you've got a 45 minute lesson, I would figure out what are the key takeaways here and, um, and chunk that video into different assignments instead of just sitting there and saying, you must listen to me for 45 minutes. And that's why that like chunking the video and taking away different sections is a really great feature. You can duplicate that video three times because you want to chunk beginning, middle and end. And that's why that like is a really great feature to crop out the video. Yeah, I love it. And then we got we got a whoop for Screencastify and Flipgrid, which yeah. which I agree. I love both of them. So cool. And Flipgrid has a ton of new features, too. And all of these resources that are free and available to us. Although when you first join Edpuzzle, it's going to seem limiting. Like you only have so much space, share it out to each other, get that extra space and you're going to love it. Get those badges too. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Just got my Google classroom badge for Edpuzzle. That's awesome. I love it. See, there are always new badges. I know, and they keep adding more badges. I thought I had them all until I went on their website and I was like, oh my God, I'm missing some. I got caught up, don't worry, Becky. Oh good, I was really worried. Your signature was getting a little lonely with all 45 badges in there, so. Um, I took some of them away because they weren't loading, but yes. <laughs> Speaking of, bam, badges. Um, yeah, we do have extra time too, which I love that we, we got to the nitty gritty, like down and dirty, give us the details and give us what we need. So I love that. Are there any questions from anyone watching? We've got quite a few people in here. Questions about what you saw, maybe something you didn't see, something you want to uh, us to explore deeper. 
And just, just so you know, we get a little bit of a lag. So yeah, um, there are a few questions in between and definitely fill out, fill out the feedback form. But this is really helpful. And honestly, like I said, um, I haven't done the voiceover feature. So that's one area that I'm incredibly excited to explore and play with because it, it's, it's new to me. I haven't played with that one. I played with the questions. I played with everything else. And there are so many videos we've created, especially for parents. And we have someone who creates this awesome video in English. And then we're like, okay, we need someone in Spanish to remake this entire video. And now that's, that's not necessary. I mean, that's, that's huge because the resources that are available to do voiceovers are not as intuitive as this. Yeah, my, when I worked in my Mandarin immersion program, this was what all of my Mandarin co-teachers used and they loved it. It was so simple. They always hated finding this awesome video that was in English and then being like, I can't use it until mm -hmm. I showed them voiceover. And then I got wicked excited. <laughs> and I love your usage of the of the term wicked. Uh, I'm from Rhode Island. I, I know you are, yeah. And just so you all know, I met Jess playing kickball together and then... Um, <laughs> Which is super cool. So we've, we've built this relationship. We've never actually been able to work in the same district. And um, she does have a strong background on Edpuzzle and many other tech resources. So be sure to follow her on Twitter. I know she's upping her Twitter game because she's always been more of an Instagram teacher. And I'm pushing her towards the Twitter <laughs> world. So follow her on Twitter and continue to push her that way and share out your questions there. Yeah, um, just a reminder, um, I'm the type of teacher that likes resources. Becky and I have shared our differences with this, but I always book the, uh, the PDs that I have and I go back to it. So I just wanted to remind everyone that I know I didn't go over it, but I have slides on all the symbols. I have slides on and slides and each of these are videos to click if you're confused on how to use any of that stuff. So don't forget that that's here as a resource for you all. And when she says we have differences, she saves her resources in slides and has a million hyperlinks in a slide and goes back to that slide deck and watches. So she gave you access to all of this. I save mine in Wakelet. Uh, <laughs> but wherever you save your resources, they're in here. So if you get into it and you're like, oh, how do, how do I ask a question? How do I do that voiceover? She's put this in here for you. Um, uh, almost every slide has a million different resources, but um, yeah, thank you so much, Jess, for, for joining us on Friday, knowing that school for many of us is starting here in the next few weeks and diving deep into Edpuzzle, showing us how to use it and take it to the next level uh, with our students getting to use it and creating their own lessons. It's like its own version of a choice board, just easier on the teacher's end. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're going to find Edpuzzle really useful. I've used it personally K through fifth grade, but I, I do an Edpuzzle training every year at my school and I've had sixth, seventh and eighth grade teachers that use it. And it's funny, every single year they send their partner to my training <laughs> because they find it so useful and that they, they love it even in middle school. And it's, it's useful every single grade. I find yeah. it. And it's just really great and interactive. I like yeah, no, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for joining us. And like I said, um, follow Jess on Twitter. She'll answer your questions very quickly. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. 
and I'm I'm super happy to answer any questions or guide you to the person who can. Um, but again, thank you on behalf of Global GEG. We're so happy you all joined us and have a fabulous Friday.